The Cryptonaut Podcast is brought to you by Cryptid Crate. Visit cryptidcrate.com and enter our promo code GRAMPUS, that's G-R-A-M-P-U-S, at checkout to get 10% off the entire life of your Cryptid Crate subscription. We just launched a new design in our Tee Public shop. We put up the Evil Science and Magic Buddies design, so it's up there as a t-shirt, as a hoodie, as a coffee cup, as a travel mug, as a sticker. So be sure to shoot over there and get yourself one of those. Uh, the link for that will be in the description of this podcast. And as always, any purchases made on the Tee Public shop, we get a little kickback on the end, and it helps us support the pod financially. So, uh, so yeah, check that out. And again, that is our Tee Public shop. The link will be in the description of this podcast and when you buy merch and you get it take some pictures of it and post it online and uh yeah we love seeing you guys rocking the merch so that is super awesome so uh so thank you very much uh also too before we get started this week we wanted to give a quick thank you to everyone that joined rob and i uh this past friday on the kryptonaut live stream it was super fun we had a super awesome time um yeah, unfortunately, we had some tech issues after the fact when we got the audio and we got the video. There was some artifacting in there, so I'm not sure if we're going to be able to release anything on that. But uh, we're going to go through it and see if we can salvage anything out of there. So uh, if anybody out there has any tips on uh, on live streaming, on setups and, and whatnot, so be sure to hit me up. Let me know. i um, kind of been researching this for a while, and uh, we're running into just some equipment issues. So regardless of tech issues, it was still a super fun time. There's tons of people in there talking. We had a blast. It was awesome. So thank you all very much. And hopefully we will be on the live stream very, very soon. So without further ado, we can get it started. This is one of the shortest intros I think I've ever done, which is awesome because I'm so tired. I've got three hours of sleep. I've got like maybe five cups of coffee in me and I have to be to work in like two hours. So without further ado, Christopher Q, that creepy music. I'm Mark Storrs, and with me as always is... I'm Chris Karate. Oh, Karate Chris. Oh, that's and, awesome. And... Rob Morphy. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. We are on the social medias, Robert. We sure are. The Facebooks. I've heard. The Twitters. So I'm aware. The Instagrams. I don't believe it, but... If I see evidence to the contrary, I'll support that. Follow us on those platforms. We love talking with everybody, having a fun time over there, especially Instagram. It's so fun. I wish I had it. There's just pictures everywhere. You can have it. I can't. Why? I don't know. Maybe can I get it from like an old school desktop computer? On your tablet. You can do it on your tablet. How about your new school desktop computer, Rob? Oh, yeah. That's true. No, actually, you can't do Instagram on a desktop. You can't? Why not? They don't have it. It's app only? Yeah, but they do have an app for your... your uh, your little Android tablet. I there. had no idea. Well, we should That's get you on the gram. Well, I would love to say hello to these sons of bitches. Be sure to leave us ratings and reviews on the iTunes and the Apple Podcast apps. It helps us out greatly. And before we get started, we have some reviews we're going to be going over here. So let's kick it off with Kid Tested Dad Approved. Oh. Five-star review from Down Lake Lead. 
I want to thank you guys so much for such an entertaining and engrossing pod. Uh, as I was raised on a diet of In Search of Stephen King and Joe Bob Briggs Monster Driving Theater slash Monster Vision. Oh, snap. I love all of those. I can really appreciate the jokes and references that you pepper into each episode. I'm a father of a three-week-old who doesn't like to sleep. So your pods have kept me laughing and motivated through some very, very, very long nights. Keep up the great work and keep up doing and keep on dancing the dance macabre oh snack p.s as a florida resident i can confirm that mark is right alligators do indeed roll in the dead and laugh at you the whole time <laughs> of course i they don't know do. if they laugh uh, true they might not laugh but they do roll in the dead how do we That's have do. we have we an eyewitness that claim knew that but they don't laugh be cool if they did those. Oh, they have to. rolling in corpses. And congratulations on, yeah. on the new baby. Congratulations on the uh, the three week old. That's uh, sorry about awesome. the lack of slumber, but you know, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that'll ever get any better. I'm no, sure um, a lifetime a, of concern and and worry yeah. is in the future, but also a lifetime of love and pride. Yeah. As, so, uh, as a father of two, I can confirm I have not slept a wink since my son was born a mere seven years ago. Um, but I'm having fun. And that's what counts. And we're playing video games, so it's good. That's true. Uh, and he is currently obsessed with the Predator franchise, which is kind of cool. So, moving on. Weird and Wonderful five-star review from Captain... Um, Captain... Uh, how do I do this? Marinka? Captain America. I think that's how I pronounce it. Stumbled on this pod one day and haven't stopped listening since. Informative and entertaining and peppered with jokes and plenty of pop culture references. Feels like I'm hanging out with friends. Well, thank you, Captain America. Sweet. I appreciate that. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, the last one here for iTunes is going to be uh, Fun Times and Cryptids from Connor Rosler. Ro Rosler. I can't pronounce your last name, but that's okay. Fun podcast um, for off-the-beaten-path cryptids. Ever wonder what three drunk heterosexual men think of strange encounters? Definitely tune in. Wow. Okay, we're not always drunk. Yeah. No, like we right are. Now, no, right now we're <laughs> no, not. We're not. We will be by the time we're done recording. Connor has, uh, has the keen eye of understanding a drinking problem through the audio <laughs> format, I'm pretty sure. So, Well, when you can hear like... Yeah. And cans yeah. popping. Well, and you beers can hear pouring. me. I start to slur. I do too. Yeah. Well, me, oh, we me, all do. We Chris all get a little sloppy. Yeah. 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 That's part of that. You know what? That's part of our charm. <clears throat> it is. It is. But thank you, Connor. And uh, yes, we will continue doing that. I lied. There's one more review. Oh, my good Lord. Oh, this in is going to be a little something special. Uh, okay. The twist. This is from Cajun Tech. Oh. A three star review. Uh, what? Well, unthinkable. Too much talking over one another. <laughs> Hosts are decent. Oh. And the subject decent. matter is good, but there's too much crosstalk with the people talking over one another and too much joking around, which takes away from the subject matter. Out of an hour episode, it feels like the listener gets maybe 15 minutes of content because of their irrelevant banter. That oh, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see the look on your face. Oh, that that what are you talking about? Yeah, that was good. That was good. It so cuts off. to the quick. It cuts to the quick. You he know has, what? He has found the things that we've been insecure about from word go. It's okay, though. And rapier like impaled each one. Okay, well, <laughs> first of all, stop talking over me because I was going to say something. You just interrupted <laughs> oh, me. Shit. Oh, no. Hey, no knock, knock. Who's. Shut that? up. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, get it, get it, guys. That's elegant. That is the writer. That Java. You want the Java? Yeah. <laughs> I will say this, Cajun Tech. You are not wrong in, in your assessment. 
No, yeah. but that's fine because we all, you know, you, you can have your review. I, mean, I you know honestly what? expected this review the first week. I thought there are definitely people who are so reverential about these subjects. And you know what? We all are highly respectful and have a huge affection for it. So I get it. And they would think anything that's even slightly irreverent was somehow snidely disparaging the subject of yeah, hand, which sure. of course is not what we're doing but I wouldn't I wouldn't have been surprised had a lot of people felt this way well yeah. I think that our reviews reflect that generally people don't feel this oh, way oh no people have gotten us right so, out the gate yeah. and I mean and you know what Cajun Tech is not wrong in his assessment of no. that we talk over each other because we've been known to do that on occasion and maybe we might meander a little bit but I think people like yeah. it so I'm going to say you know what Cajun Tech you are allowed to have your review and you know what we will read it and we will give you the platform oh, to do absolutely. that absolutely we will never not read something because it's disparaging. Exactly. So, Robert, can you bring us some stuff from Facebook? Oh, I sure can. Awesome. Now let's get back to the world of people who like us. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> let's not have, listen, no feelings are hurt. No, not at all. Okay, good. Continue. Honestly, not Pride at all. Pride was lost. No, we'd never. Pride was lost. Feelings were hurt. <laughs> Stop talking over me. David Gale. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Gave uh, us a five-star review. All right, thank you. So this is from, again, David Gale. Five stars, exclamation point, to emphasize the status. Ooh, I love listening to these three friends dive into the world of lesser-known cryptids with, quote-unquote, dignity and courage. Oh, dignity. Courage. courage. Continue. You, <laughs> you help make my hour-and-a-half commute enjoyable and entertaining. Ooh. I highly recommend the Kryptonaut podcast. Dude, an hour-and-a-half hour commute damn. sucks. I feel for this dude. Oh, no, yeah. that's, you know no, that's three hours a day. That's like going to Binghamton, yeah. where we are. That sucks. For work. That's, that's tough, man. I'm glad we can help no, out I'm glad we can help out. Totally. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Absitronically. Okay, and the last review I have, again, from Facebook is from Corey Allen, and he proceeds to say, dudes, dudes, <laughs> dudes. Oh, my God. Three dudes? <laughs> three dudes. Oh, man. Taking things seriously that most don't take seriously while not taking yourselves too seriously, unlike most who take these things and themselves way too seriously. Oh, boy. Seriously. You goddamn nailed it. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Fuck. And thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, shit. And a little P.S. Terry... Intergalactic grizzled grinning man space cop needs to be Ter a thing. Oh, that's no. right, Terry. Man, Terry, that's right. Yeah, Terry. Shit. I forgot about Terry. Oh, I would fucking follow his exploits on any number of platforms. I be have... they Hulu, Netflix, Sci Fi yeah. Channel, whatever. I've got a couple messages this week, at least four messages about Big Lou. Oh, Big Lou is oh my God, be forever really? Seriously, yeah. yeah. Big yeah. Lou and Terry. Living together, oh, totally. like a buddy cop. Uh, well, buddy cop like maybe be, they yeah. start an independent investigative agency. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, because something Big Lou's had experience uh, with like Annabelle and the paranormal, yeah. and Terry's been traveling the cosmos, just dealing with this shit like a beat cop has to do. Yeah, and they come together to join forces to deal with the paranormal in the continental United States, probably a nice city like Chicago or something. There you go. It writes itself. All well, right, there you have it. That does well, it for the shit. reviews. Uh, before we get into the show, I want to give a quick shout out to a new listener, Jeff Curtis. What up, my dude? Hey. He's a new listener. Contact us on Facebook. And uh, yeah, he totally digs the show. So just wanted to give him a quick shout out. Wicked. Uh, so this week we were talking about the Potosi Sheep Slayer. Indeed, we are. This is coming to us. I think this is the first time we've covered anything in this uh, country. Bolivia. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, All right, here we go. 
In what has to be considered one of the most unsettling cases in the history of ufology, this unsuspecting Bolivian shepherdess was tending to her flocks when she had a terrifyingly violent encounter with an entity of unknown origin that would leave her literally scarred for her life. Her entire life. Scarred. You know what these scars are like? Emotional. And physical. Not good. All right, Just Robert. To say. Robert, let's get into this proper. Jeez. This is one of my all-time favorites. The funny thing about this is, it is well chronicled on the interwebs. And for years, I've been collecting information from both uh, published book sources right. and different online accounts. But here's where trying to go to indigenous language accounts really behooves you. Oh, yeah. Because I finally found a full-on eyewitness account that completely re-illustrates the entire event. As right. po- and I'll, I'll, I'll mention some of those differences after. <clears throat> right now, I'm going to give it to you the best I've been able to suss out, the real deal of the Potosi Sheep Slayer. So is the Potosi mm. Sheep Slayer your, your name for this creature? It's been dubbed the Sheep Slayer oh, okay. for a I long time. Sure this so no, this isn't, okay, cool. A lot of times, I'll, I'll, I'll throw the moniker on. Right. This one I will not take All credit right. for. Cool. Well, when you're slaying sheep, you're... Uh, from, you know, in the region of Potosi. You're slaying sheeps. That's the deal. Oh, yeah. if they need it, then yeah. Sometimes you got to slay a sheep. Sometimes. All right, Bobby, kick it off. Let me uh, let me paint a little picture of location for you guys. Oh, good. Put a, put a happy little happy little sheep slayer over here. Oh, Pop Ross. <laughs> oh, the best. Situated in the desolate mountainous regions of Bolivia's southwestern highlands, not far from the once thriving silver mining city of Potosi is a rustic province known as Apoco. Not Otoko, as uh-huh. it is often not been the, not the erroneously transcribed. Apoco. Not the Pocono Mountains, where yeah. I suppose great comedians and vacationing families once had a ball. Yeah, not Pinocchio. No. no. None of those. No. All right. In 1967, 24-year-old Valentina Flores and her husband, Gumercindo, that's a Gumercindo. fine name. I know, I've never heard that name before like, in my I, life. It sounds like someone like on Attack on Titan. Yeah. Like Kenny and Gummersindo. Kenny the Ripper. Kenny the <laughs> Ripper. <laughs> Kenny! Kenny. <laughs> this couple were managing to eke out a living on a small parcel of land not far from Apoco. These illiterate Quechua Indians led a secluded life tending to their land, livestock, and their one-year-old daughter, Theodosia, which is a beautiful name. Theodosia. It's actually a really nice name. Neither Valentina nor Gummersindo were aware of or interested in tales of UFOs or their ostensibly extraterrestrial occupants that had grabbed headlines the world over. And absolutely nothing could have prepared Valentina for the horror she and her infant daughter would face on an evening just after Easter of that year. That year being 1967, as I'm sure we all recall. Late in the afternoon on the day in question, Valentina led her flock of 64 sheep into a grazing field adjacent to a hilly expanse that housed a long-standing stone corral. It was then that she noticed, much to her dismay, that her herd of llamas had wandered off. And nobody is happy when their fucking herd of llamas oh, wanders off. Llamas. Just so you know. That's a bad scene. No. No, they're not a small animal. They might be kind of hard to wrangle. They could be. Yeah, yeah. and then they I mean, spit if you got 64 you. of them or whatever, yeah, they're dicks. But she's an old school but they are not. An, but they are not an alpaca. If you call an alpaca a llama, oh, you are Well, first fucked. off, that's racist, so don't do it. In the animal world, probably. Yeah. I've been, I have been scolded more than once. You got once. chastised? By who? By yeah. whom? Alpaca police? I saw, I saw, <laughs> an, alpaca police. I saw an alpaca. I was actually with my daughter at a, uh, at, at a local pumpkin patch. I was an alpaca. I'm like, oh, oh. it's like a llama. It's, it's kind of like a llama. The guy's like, it's an alpaca. 
I'm like, well, calm down, Bill. It's going to be okay. Like, you're not going to yell at me you about know, this. You know, I have to say for a fact, a buddy of mine who went on one of those global semesters where she traveled the world, right. a buddy of all of ours named Christine. Yeah. Um, she brought me back a bottle of... Uh, alpaca piss? No. Well, no. from Peru... It's tasted like alpaca piss. Okay, good. It was. It's not. It wasn't fucking tequila. It was this locally Ooh, sourced squozen from a cactus alcohol that was very much like the garbage cousin of tequila. Okay, and right. an alpaca hat. Now she knows oh, I'm bald. Nice. I've been bald forever, so I thought, oh, it's so sweet, a nice warm hat. Since you were three, itches like a thousand fire ants dancing on your yeah, head it's, it's like no. wearing hay oh it was horrible yeah. it was the most no. brittle evil fucking fabric in the world substance whatever the fuck you'd call it it was it was like wool's nefarious cousin it was uh, horrible what happened to I the sheep Robert? I saved it as a memento <laughs> All right, good. it will never be put on yeah. my crown again alright so what happened to these okay. llama Famed Spanish writer and UFO investigator J.J. Benitez managed to track down and interview the then 59-year-old Valentina in 2001. She described the scene to him. That day I was alone. My husband was commissioned, and like the rest of the men, he was in the Pampas, this sort of swampy area not far by, away from where they were, working. It was around four in the afternoon. I went, and I went to look for the llamas and their young. They had gone astray. Then I gathered the sheep and lambs in one place and went searching for the animals. With Theodosia strapped firmly to her back in a traditional blanket wrapping known as a manta, which I'd never heard of before. Manta. Yeah. It's just, you know, when they make a backpack. Like a weird poop sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Valentina began stalking her llamas, ultimately tracking them down to a meadow about 45 minutes away from the field where she had left her sheep. Jeez, Ooh, gee, that's that, far. That's, yeah. a, that's a stray. Well, yeah, wow. I mean, they're grazing animals. They got long legs. They do what they want. Yeah, well, that's true. <sighs> Bad attitudes. There we go. Why, why do you hate on the alpaca so much? I don't. I'm, they're an in, fiercely independent creature. Fair and enough. They, they are clearly not uh, fucking the, uh, those things I said that they were. Llamas. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> the shepherdess collected her foraging animals and began herding them back toward the sheep. The sun was beginning its slow descent toward the horizon by the time Valentina had returned with her llamas in tow. This time she was shocked to discover that now her sheep were nowhere to be found. Son of a bitch. Just, the sheep saw what the llamas were doing and were yeah, like, yo, they got the right idea. We're fucking yeah. outski-badowski. Yeah, llamas are we a horrible live. influence. They they're, like, they're like the bad uncles Dude, of the sheep world. Bad attitude llamas. Not good. Confused and more than a little annoyed, Valentina left her llamas behind. <laughs> bad call, probably. We'll see how that works Don't out. never leave a llama behind. If, no. Every time you do, they just fucking do their own thing. And she and her... I'm sorry. And she and her slumbering daughter, Theodosia, followed the sheep's tracks into the nearby hills. As she neared the aforementioned stone corral that was embedded in these hills, Valentina hesitated, noting that there was something peculiar covering the eerily silent structure. What gave her pause was the sight of a sprawling, web-like substance that draped like a circus tent over the whole of the stone enclosure. The material resembled a network of plastic mesh that emerged from a pole-like structure in the center of the corral and seemed to attach itself to the rock walls. So she sees basically oh, so it actually a looks like web. a tent. Yeah, like it looks, a, like, it looks it, like a pole it, and some shit coming off. Coming off, off of it? Yes. So it's an open stone corral. It's just basically right. a, but it, but a semicircle rock enclosure. Right. Open right. top. 
but there's like a pole in the and middle. There's a pole seemingly, in the middle, and then this weird some web weird stuff mesh coming off of yeah, it, like webbing or mesh, creating like but a tent it, effect. It, on yeah, it's almost like a tent. Okay, okay. Weird, yes. weird. Oh, the black circus. Oh, oh, dude, fucking killer explain, clowns from outer I'll space. I'll explain the dude. black circus later. Determined, okay. <laughs> determined to find out what was going on with their livestock, the young mother pushed her fears aside and crept closer to the edifice. Valentina could barely stifle a gasp of horror when she saw that the ground beneath the webbing was littered with the disemboweled carcasses of her family's prized sheep. This is the worst or best circus, depending on what? your take of the this. fuck. <laughs> yeah, if disemboweled is the sheep, best? sheep is exactly Dude, what you want in a circus, yeah. then it's the best. It's like the cannibal corpse circus. But 99.9% <laughs> oh, okay. of circus goers <laughs> are probably going to be very disappointed. Yeah, you better put that on the ticket. <laughs> yeah, I cannot bring my kids to this show. Circa oh, no. fucked up lamb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Uh, oh, that's good. It was that. It was then. All right. That a flicker of movement caught Valentina's eye, and she spied the childlike entity that had been responsible for eviscerating 63 of her sheep. 63 sheep were dead? 63 of her 64 sheep were dead. She got one sheep left. And you know what's happening to this thing? Oh, no. Let me tell you. Oh, no. Is it mid-evisceration? It was in the process of attempting to do the same with the final struggling lamb by way of a tubular device with a razor-sharp hook at one end that seemed to be attached to this unknown entity by means of a chain. What? Wait, wait. Where? What was the entity? Okay. Child, uh, childlike, right? A childlike entity. Okay. okay. I will describe it in much more detail okay. very soon. Okay. okay. But there's... It, under this tent-like thing, right? Sixty-three dead, sixty-three dead sheep, eviscerated sheep, gutted, okay, disemboweled, right. the whole nine yards. Uh, and he is kneeling on, on the number sixty-four. Yes, with his tube you, weapon. You know, let me just keep reading. It'll explain okay. everything. Okay. Right. Next to this entity was an open bag full of sheep entrails and organs. The understandably upset Valentina described the sight before her. Now, this is a direct quote. There was a small man inside the corral. He was like a child, on his knees and with a sheep between his legs. The pen was covered with something like a net. I panicked. The individual had killed all of my animals. Valentina would go on to describe this mini mutilator as being young and chubby. Uh, oh, my God. So it's in a cherub. It's a little, yeah, a little yeah, it's chub, cherub. Chub yeah. ass cherub. He stood just over three feet tall and was wearing strange clothing. This is, again, a quote. Strange clothing like a diver. One piece from the neck to the feet. The boots were brown. Ah. The shepherdess further described red crisscrossing straps that covered the humanoid's, ch humanoid's chest in an X shape. Okay. Like okay. mandaleros kind of, yeah. but like straps. Which supported a large mechanical-looking rucksack on his back. The creature also had Who two utility-like satchels attached to his side. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> so let's get this picture here. And we're not done yet. All right, okay. Continue. Just over three feet tall. Okay. He's got this like X strap across like, his like chest a, with a super mecked out backpack. Yeah, like a sure. weird like, lollipop kid kind of thing. Said, yeah, that's right. a really good analogy. All right. All right, cool. And, 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 and so he's got uh, brown boots and a one-piece suit. Dude, this is fucking macabre. Oh, totes. Dude. This is totes totes fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Valentina noted that the being's odd blocky helmet, which had a sizable propeller crowning it, like a fucking super beanie, essentially, 
She also got a good look at his exposed face, which she described thusly. He had very white skin with blonde hair, blue eyes, and this is my favorite thing in the world, and a red and abundant mustache. You don't have blue eyes, blonde hair with a red stash. You do if you're from Sheep Slayer 4. No, this is is like a planet where it heralds. This is like a fucked up Nordic. Because like a mini Nordic. No, it, yeah, you can it's have a, red. It's a mini Nordic. Mixed yeah. in there, it happens. It's fucking mini Nordic. No, I, you know, people can have reddish face. I know people I have that reddish have, facial yeah, hair I most of my life. Is this, a, is this a rogue Nordic? I, we just don't know. Okay, continue. Oh, but I tall. do know oh, that boy. what she described, this, this delightful tiny Sam Elliott, is the best <laughs> way, the best way I've ever heard a mustache described, abundant. and that is red and abundant. Abundance. Mustache. Just a thick voluptuous so it's, mound it's of a lip brimley hair. a wolf of brimley oh, mustache it, 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 all is the it? best mu- tom yeah, selleck be, yeah. name your great mustache yeah. this is it well you have to a have a fiery lo- you have to have a, a, a lot of lip to no space that's you true. know what i mean for those, yeah, those I, kind I, of, I can't grow like that, someone's got like, like no yeah yeah i don't have no, that none, don't of, have us, that none space, of us are rocking no. one of the prime i want i want to so bad because it looks cool how full it is god i can't yeah but you always have to have it yeah. If, if you shave, then you have like three feet of space between your nose <laughs> your and your and top your lip, and yeah. people look at you like you, you, you fucked up somewhere. Yeah, you can like <laughs> land like helicopters on that. Yeah, so. oh, it's a trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> can we play on your upper lip? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Jesus. What the fuck? God. Valentina. Anyway, enraged by the mass carnage caused by this diminutive butcher, <laughs> did what anyone might do in her place. Anyone care to field a guest? Did she book or throw rocks? Did she kick it? Microwave? Did you put it in microwave? No. She did not put it in the microwave. Okay. She didn't but book. But you're on, you, you got, Chris already, Chris knows. She booked? No. Oh, the rocks. Oh. She fucking hooked rocks. Yeah, Fuck see? yeah, you it do. It is what There's you either, do. Yeah, you, right. If you're out there and you book or you huck rocks. Dude, yeah, think about it, dude. The thing's the size of a child. <laughs> you can easily take a kid out with a sizable rock. Not saying that I well, thought about well, it. I'm not saying that I thought that about it. Like Wait a, a minute. Yeah. Rock <laughs> Explain. You can easily take a kid out <laughs> with a rock. And even in, in, in this thing, okay, abundant mustache aside, which would add to its armor in D&D, good sir. Really? A this mustache? Thing, yeah, totally. It would not add to it, its it, armor class. It, there, there's got to be a role. Would there you please stay role. on point? No, God okay, damn it. Anyway, you, there is not. In my, when I DM, God damn it, there That's is. That's why you don't. But this thing has this hook-like <laughs> tube with a chain and a backpack, so it's got some equipment. It's got some gear. But if you get a decent and a bag full of organs. Exactly. But if you get a decent <laughs> sized rock, <laughs> if you hit that anywhere top of head, mid chest, it's fucked. But well, don't, so it's wait, wait not, a minute. Don't so forget no. there's but still this tent above it. Oh, there this is. This weird right. How do you get but through it's, that? Wait, so it's got a helmet, but the face is open. Yeah. Though, yes. so she can see yeah. it. So and it's, it's got, got a pro- blocky It's got a fucking with propeller. a propeller on top. Oh, the propeller. Yeah, shit. And its face is exposed. That. Yes. So he could very well fucking woo fly yeah, away. Yeah, he can Mario 3 out of there. And then he comes after you with a big fucking chain hook. Or with the tube. So as we stated, let's get back to the account. All right. She began pelting this bizarre interloper with rocks and spewing forth a string of decidedly unladylike curse words. You've got to swear while you're doing Oh, you got to swear. Yeah. When you're chucking rocks at yeah. the fucking interloper that's fucking killed all your sheep. Uh, yeah, yeah, what do you say? It's on. Yeah. At this point, <laughs> the miniature Mangalus abruptly. Oh said, my God! The miniature no. Mangala, dude. What else could I say? How else could I describe <laughs> I, this thing? 
did you mean a minute? Jesus. Joseph Mangala. He I was know. the angel of death. Wait, yes. he, was, he was a diminutive butcher. Now he's the miniature Mangala. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. Who also at the oh, same time man. was in South America. Coincidence? Oh. Very much on. so. Yes. Christopher, Nazi Bell. I'm telling you, there's no Nazi bells in this. Okay, I'll um, say this. It doesn't well, mean he's not affiliated with it, though. It could be. He could. He could. He could propel. He could Mario well, three into a Nazi he bell. He is fucking Aryan as the Dills with pale white skin, blue eyes, blonde hair. <gasps> Nazi experiment gone awry. Probably not. I just wanted to write Mister Mangala. Just alternate okay. universe Thor. <laughs> oh, oh my this god, is the shittiest <laughs> Thor ever. <laughs> Oh, good uh, lord. Okay, miniature Mangala. Continue. At this point, <laughs> Jesus. said entity abruptly stood up, releasing the last sheep, and turned around to face his earthly assailant with an expression of shock and fear. Oh, like he wasn't, Startled, ex- he wasn't expecting, expecting it. it. Okay. Yes. All right. He leapt over to a strange device with a long pole on top, which is in the center of this tent. Which is what has the weapon okay. or whatever. To which the Valentina, with her limited knowledge of technology, later compared to a radio. And cranked a wheel-shaped lever at its apex, whereupon the elastic webbing that covered the corral rapidly retracted. So there's like the a device. wheel-shaped thing that he spun. So he's cranking a wheel, okay. and this netting and that was attached around okay. the stone it retracted. And the pole Jesus. went back down. Okay. What the fuck? Once the tent-like covering was gone, <laughs> Valentina noticed another virtually identical entity standing on the opposite side of the corral. There's two. There's two. At being seen, this second being sprinted up a nearby hill and sat down in a chair-like device. A set of blades and a rotor-like mechanism came out of a pair of cylindrical attachments behind the chair, and the creature promptly took off, leaving his cohort to fend for himself. And his own little propeller chair? He's got a propeller chair. He's got a sweet... Which I can't left. help. The first thing that pops in my mind is Modoc's Doomsday Chair. Do you oh remember that? yeah, yeah, super yeah, yeah. tech, yeah, floating arsenal that Modoc, the yeah. big giant headed yeah. Marvel who character. The, who was the new god that had the chair? Was it the the, the remember there was one of the new gods oh, had that yeah. chair? Um, it's not the Mobius chair. I don't know what you know what? what they were probably that. both originally drawn by Kirby. They I'm were. sure they what were. What you see is Kirby as fuck. So I, yeah. it, she doesn't really have any These words actually, to describe this thing, the, but I, ha- I can't help but think of it as super comic book texture. The description sounds like a Kirby character, almost oh. like something you'd see like an, in Asgard, like his version oh, of Asgard. Yeah. Absolutely. Huh. Or like, in, like, like the new gods, for that matter. It was then hmm. that Valentina decided it was time to get down to business. Oh, she rocks? Re- Does she have a machete? She removed her wooden, iron-tipped cudgel from her sack and entered the blood-slathered corral like a gladiator entering the arena. Fuck yeah! I, who knew she dude. had a fucking metal tip? I mean, when you're alone cudgel. in the vast expanse of the, the plateaus of Bolivia, <sighs> you've got to have something to protect you and your child and your livestock. Now, normally, I would say this is where, like, Angel of Death kicks in, but it's not. This is where fucking War Ensemble kicks in. This We're skipping over Angel of Death. We're skipping over Rain and Blood. We're going to straight up War Ensemble. That would be a, that would be a good this accompanying tune. Yes. Absolutely. She glanced down at the mass carnage that represented the better part of her and her family's livelihood and angrily approached the creature responsible for the devastation. Oh, cudgel in hand. Evidently anxious, the little man tried speaking to the furious shepherdess in a language that she could not comprehend. Welps. She remembered her state of mind in that fiery moment. This is Valentina speaking. He spoke to me, but I did not understand it. It was, it was neither Quechua or Spanish. He was as upset as I was. 
oh my god, my animals. He killed them one by one. I became crazy. Dude, she is going to snap. Oh, shit. I love You're this. You're about to hear it. Does she have dirks? I wish. Oh, my God. <laughs> Valentina lunged at the entity with her club, striking him with an agonizing blow. This is how she described it. I hit him with all my strength. I hit him in the face, and he started to bleed. The guy was still screaming, but I did not understand it. It was at this moment that the entity decided to defend himself using the same cylindrical hook-ended weapon that he'd used to gut the sheep. He flung the attachment at Valentina, slicing into her chest and arms, but the device always retracted into his hand via the chain. Oh, like so a it's fucking a it's, like a, it's like a weird, like, daredevil? Yes! Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it is. Or like a fucking scorpion, get over here, and you can fucking retract oh, it. Oh, totally. Yeah. It is a, it's, a total, it's a perfect double analogy. It's a combination between Daredevil's Billy Club right. and Scorpion's hook. Because yeah. it even looks like it. The device as it was drawn by people that talked to her was basically like a just a tube, you know? Right. But at the end, it had like a sharpened hook. So it, yeah. is, it is Daredevil's stick. It's a Billy Club with a hook. Fuck. And then it flies back by use Dude, of a chain. She is taking control of the situation with her cudgel, and she is just fucking shit up. But it could have gotten dangerous. Okay. The mother would later admit, with an almost certain sense of relief, that it was the that it was only the large knot of the manta that supported Theodosia that it prevented the blade from embedding into her chest and delivering the killing her blow. Her kid's on her back. So her kid's on her back. Oh, yeah. And, and she just busts in the battle with the papoose. With the kid. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, this is this is how her family lives. Yeah. Yeah, no. Don't fuck with mama. And she wow. clearly was blinded with rage at this point. Not, <sighs> not you know, thinking defensively. It's kind of sexy. Not gonna lie. Well, yeah, yeah. Hot mom battling fucking hot mom llamas, sheep, weird propeller shaped dude. You might not want to list those under <laughs> under your turn ons. <laughs> oh, is that in your Craigslist ad? Craigslist ad. I'm searching uh, W. Iron tip cudgel. Fierce. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Dead sheep exactly. willing to put toddler in danger. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, it's so, so hot against this extraterrestrial threat. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, she's hardworking, all right? She's fierce. She's loyal. Surely. Especially to she's her animals. She's a good hearted woman. We don't know that. In love with a good yeah, timing man. Oh, God bless you. See, that's what happened. Not, now, now, yeah, I know that. Go. No shit, Thank Sherlock. You. All right. Right. I just, I just, Undeterred, <laughs> Valentina struck again, <laughs> connecting with the entity's right forearm. It screamed in anguish as blood streamed down his now dangling and immobile wrist. This demoralizing blow proved to be too much for the sheep slayer. And it used Jesus. its still-functioning left arm to grab the radio-like contraption and literally head for the hills. So it just ran Is out of there the parallel towards the hills that were around it. Once there, he flew off in the same manner as his comrade... Never to be seen again. In a chair again? In a chair. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Some reports, this is where it gets interesting. Some reports state that this device actually came out of this mechanized rucksack on his back. Okay. Oh, like almost like, well, I'm going to say almost like a trouble bubble from Cobra. When they had those I do, little bubbles. I do exactly yeah, what you mean. It didn't, come out of the, it didn't come out of the rucksack. The trouble bubble. I'm sure current Cobra technology, it comes out of the rucksack current co cobra no technology. one has ever used the word rucksack as much as we have in this podcast yeah. i love that word it is a good word all right backpack whatever you want yeah, yeah. well that's yeah. the deal still um here's two in almost all the accounts i found both in written form and online 
this is how it's described. And I'm going to give you guys a little taste of it. This is not apparently the way she saw it. Okay. They describe it as a black clad miniature being with a smoky, almost fucking uh, well, okay, well, what, helmet. Okay. What, the Spider-Man villain. Why am I drawing Mysterio? Mysterio? He's my favorite. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why I just drew a blank. <laughs> well, like, well, a well, round well, Mysterio helmet. Nobody, but I'm just saying the accounts that have filtered down basically have him having this Mysterio like smoky helmet, right. black clad, gutted the sheep, these legs came out of the rucksack like Iron Spider, mm-hmm. and, and he flew off into the sky. That is almost universally how the tale has been told and retold since it was first published in a newspaper account in the 60s. Okay. What I love, again, and why it pays to really do as much research as possible is that in reality it was nothing like that. It was a sweet mustachioed, tiny lollipop kid with a fucking, like I say, a mega beanie. And he had a sweet Modoc chair oh, that okay, either came so, out of the backpack or not. So right. I'm just telling you what has been constantly passed down. Okay, that is not those stories weren't real. That was not real. Based on her account, they were, they were based sort, on the account, sort of, but embellished. Apparently, well, apparently there was embellishments, and then the embellishers embellished, and then people probably authentically reported at that point the only account they had access to, especially in those days before the internet. Right. When it would be nearly impossible to... you, The only source you had was what was published before in newspapers and books or whatever. Sure, yeah. So I'm not throwing anyone under the bus by any means because God knows I've fallen into that trap many times myself. Right. But i just pointing out the difference between as sweet as it was. And when I started working on this article, I don't know how long ago, my first thought was, oh man, a misty helmet, a super space ninja, yeah, totally. gut and sheep. Of course. But I much prefer... Telling it the way it actually well, happened, so, yeah, well, her uh, description, her yes. account, yeah, absolutely. So, so this thing is gone. She's left with all these dead sheep and one live one. Her daughter, who is thankfully unhurt yep. in the ordeal. So, let's just give the postscript, then we'll get on to our discussion. Soon after the event, a detachment of the Bolivian army was dispatched to the scene, and they collected all 63 carcasses as well as samples of the creature's blood that had been spilled by Valentina's bludgeon within the corral. It was determined that the sheep were missing multiple internal and external organs, including their eyes, ears, portions of their mouth, as well as belly fat. Authorities also found that most, if not all, the blood that ought to have been inside these animals was neither at the scene or within the creatures themselves where it ought to have been. So hmm. the blood was gone. Exsanguination, basically. Okay. Right. Their means of survival now laying dead in a government lab, the Flores family was forced to leave the region, first emigrating to the Oruro Mines and finally further south. Other ranchers in the area, when questioned by the Bolivian government, claimed that they had witnessed, witnessed other strange events in the days prior to Valentina's incident. Okay. Some testified that they had seen strange individuals leaping in and out of their sheep pens and leaving behind, again, exsanguinated carcasses. Valentina herself, this is really fucking weird, claimed that just days before her encounter, an unseen individual had thrown a bowl of blood into her face and ran off. What? To what end remains unknown to this day. Dude. I don't know if it's like early PETA, having their go at a sheep herder. I don't know what it was, mm. but it's just fucking weird. Extremists. Maybe a curse, perhaps? Some sort of Bolivian oh, curse? Possibly. Well, yeah. Extreme, oh. Extremists. When Benitez, that's the J.J. Benitez, who's like a TV personality, you know, best-selling author, 
He tracked her down in 2001, like I mentioned before. Right. When Benitez interviewed Valentina in 2001, something became immediately clear to the investigator, and that was that even 34 years after her terrifying encounter, Valentina did not know what a UFO, much less an extraterrestrial, was. Oh, she had like no point of reference. No, she for was this still illiterate. because she was in the hills. Yeah, she was in the hills. Oh shit! It was not something that concerned her in the least. Right. But what she did know and would never forget is the vicious little man who flew off into the sky with a bag full of organs, leaving her family in a state of emotional and financial ruin. So what she does know is this dude totally just tore her life up. They had to leave their family home. I mean, to her credit, she fucked him up. Oh, she did. She, like, was, she, she was protecting proper street beating. What fed her family yeah. and kept them going, basically. She knew it, and you know, and I would have been terrified. Yeah. I would have been terrified if I had a gun. I can't imagine if I would... And, and you know, she just, at first, probably thought it was just a thief or a... Right. I, I don't know. <clears throat> what, do they, what do they call people that steal cattle in the old days? Rustler. <clears throat> A sheep rustler. No. Rustling sheep. Yeah, I guess. But she still had the courage to face them with her fucking sweet cudgel. <laughs> I, and what do we have? The case of the Potosi sheep slayer and the reign of terror that am lasted the, one night and I ruined have, a family. Am I the oh, only one man. that was really hoping that she was going to kill this fucking thing? Oh, I was definitely like rooting for it to smash its weird, little, its weird little fucking yeah, Jacques but, I, but goblin I knew that wasn't going to happen oh. because then there'd be a massive pile of evidence Yeah, there. but like even them... So, but, then like, but the government did come and confiscate yeah, it all. Or maybe if she... Well, she didn't right, smash well, it, but... The, yeah, the, the sheep and stuff, but yeah, not Yeah, but I just wanted... But they, I wanted they, but they also took the blood samples that were left behind. Right, I just wanted her would have taken a body. If there. she would have killed this thing, I'd marry this woman. I'm sorry, I would. But hey, if she split its fucking she might head be a open, by its now. brains she might be came out go. of its head, I'd be like, "You are my wife." Let's unpack this thing. Okay. So I don't even know. There's a million yeah. questions. Dude, oh yeah, this on. Okay, so we got to skip over hoax. We got to skip over misinterpreted military maneuver, which is my new term for everything. Well, oh, oh my well, god, that's well, funny. Not necessarily. <laughs> if she's that far removed from. Uh, Pop, any kind of culture, and she oh, just right. UFO is. I mean, it's it's like reading Revelation. Like, what the fuck are these people supposedly describing? Oh, right? Oh, so no, that's actually that's a good point. So whatever she's so seeing, what she is, could be misinterpreting something. What Chris Absolutely. is saying is that again, okay. you're, you're saying it's a possibility, though I'm not saying you not endorse military, this theory, but but that a hoax might have been perpetrated on a woman that would not have known. No, but not that she perpetrated the hoax herself. Might no, she even... didn't. I, I don't believe that happened. But I'm not even saying that maybe it was a hoax on her. I'm just saying whatever did could have been legit. Just her her description of these things might yeah. not be living in what the she hills. thinks there because she hasn't she doesn't know how to describe these things. Yeah, which in my opinion actually lends veracity to it in the sense that she described precisely what she saw she wasn't going to embellish it in the way somebody that was familiar with what extraterrestrials were or even just what was going on in pop culture in general she was yeah. illiterate she worked off the land she lived there with her family she didn't have television she right. knew what a radio was eventually because some 34 years later she said maybe it looked like a radio but maybe didn't even know what it was at that time so i don't think she was necessarily i think she was just describing verbatim what she saw Without any embellishment. This definitely, though, has not a lot of UFO or alien characteristics whatsoever. Except high technology. Mutilation. And fucking hella chairs. 
which is not standard ops for anybody. It really doesn't sound like an alien at all. I know it sounds weird, but it really doesn't. Well, it, it, I mean, well, it, well on, the use uh, of the use of propellers on a chair—that's weird. Yeah, that's yeah, a little that's weird. Really Listen, weird. I, that, uh, that's something I kind of want to discuss because let, let, the assumption has always been this has always always leaped into close encounters of the third kind with an extraterrestrial. Right. I'm like you in the sense that I don't necessarily think that we should leap to that assumption. This seems more like a lot of the little people encounters that have been mentioned throughout middle Europe and Dude, and, and even the American Midwest. Sounds like a classic Jacques Vallée goblin world type ultra terrestrial. With I, chairs and propellers? Let's not let's not, I, I'm not gonna go into <laughs> ultra terrestrialville right now. Let's save that for a minute. Okay, we'll save I that. will say that this could be a species that is perhaps indigenous to the earth, living in hidden spaces wherever these things might come from conducting what was apparently a scientific experiment of some sort with the use of very advanced tools that she was not familiar <laughs> with, with a very advanced, like a super mech backpack right. and uh, escape devices and is taken away. Now, I don't agree. I agree. I don't necessarily want to lump this in where like the hella chairs took them to a UFO and they went right off into the fucking cosmos. Back to Saturn. Because we have no way of knowing it. Right. <laughs> but, but I do think we don't even know that they're non-human. But that well, these are hit. strange entities that had access to technology that was not common even in the most civilized portions of the planet in 1967. Yeah, for some reason, and it's my it's it's my fault. I continually lump ultra terrestrials in with the fairy folk, though they're they're, they're cousins. I possibly well so, when you're when you're talking yeah, about yeah. it from a from a keel or valley perspective, yeah, yeah. then that's legit. But to me, I think it's important for our discussion to yeah, differentiate. No, 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 you're right. You're right. Because yeah. they could be shape shifting, whatever. They, they could be the classic ultra terrestrial. Like you said, I mean, but there's no point in exploring that because that takes this, us nowhere. Yeah. This could be possible fairy folk, possible, or they could be aliens, yeah. or they or, could or, be Jesus. the propellers. A village of little people that, like Wakanda, has super tech, cloaks it from the rest of the world, and they're some reason hell bent on ruining this woman and her family's life, or just trying to run an experiment to. Okay, I so know, who I, knows what? But I can can so I, uh, the yeah. misinterpretation we'll leave on the table because okay. we have to. The hoax, I don't. The hoax that wouldn't make sense because why would she kill her own fucking? It doesn't sheep? make sense that she would perpetrate a hoax, and right. it really no, makes no, no sense to me that someone would perpetrate a hoax on her. No, right. that's that's okay. that's not. I'm All right, gonna, so we're 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 going to start off with possible misinterpretation. As as Chris, well, as Chris brought up, which That's, is yeah. which is a which is a good point because she's not she's living in the what hills. What could possibly she's be misinterpreted as what she described? Shit, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. But I don't. I have no fucking idea. I mean, unless for some reason some diminutive poachers came down to eviscerate I mean, her like personalized sheep. helicopters. Yeah, right, as so, they right. want to travel. So you've got little one man. You know, like yeah. those. You know, what are those like go kart? Fucking style those helicopters. Real. No, they they were real. Oh, Absolutely. Oh, no, those, those little one man yeah, little one man. They're just like they, rebar kind yeah, of like these like they're, they're, So something like that from okay. a slight distance right. could be interpreted as rebar, a hella chair or whatever. Possibly. Now I I can't see it coming out in like a transformer. You know, you know, becoming a fucking a trouble bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But for example, so maybe that's that, and maybe they're just like a twin brothers with sweet mustaches. Yeah, don't get a lot of yeah, sun. Blonde hair, blue eyes, no. and, they're, they are, they're, and they're, red mustaches. They are on the the shorter spectrum of they, they, people. They, they land on these fucking hills. Right. They decide that they're gonna just steal portions of sheep, 
maybe they're delicacies. Maybe uh, yeah, maybe like organ meat is a is, is a delicacy. I feel like yeah. that's a lot yeah, totally. of that's a lot of sheep. Well, it's a lot of organs. Sixty three. Sheep's organs, but if you're dealing in yeah. organ meat, I mean that's an entire ears, like weekend. At, like, I mean a that's gonna be that's gotta be well over 100 pounds, if not more. All right, so of organs, our, yeah. one, our one possible theory of rationale is two little people don't get a lot <laughs> two of sun. helicopters. They have mini personalized helicopters, which they both fly separately. They land their restaurant tours. They 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 like to serve a very special clientele. So, they don't. They don't want to pick and choose from a bunch of different herders that live in the region. They just figure, we'll nail this one. She left her flock behind. Yeah, it's an easy opportunity. Yeah, it's like whiskey. It's like single malt. You get single sheep. And before that, they, single they flock. threw the blood in her face. It's like, oh, we got you. Like Hydra. I don't even know how like, to interpret that. No, that. I just feel yeah. like I feel like that was a local soothsayer knowing something. Oh no! Beware the doodly dee. And <laughs> she's like, yeah, fuck tiny man. Yeah, <laughs> fuck off. But uh. And these two goddamn heinous restaurant entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs yeah, stole off with the, the guts of 63 well, yeah. fucking animals. They, be, that's and then they fed their... Through a huge party. Yeah, that's a lot of Ruined a family and moved on. I think we can all pretty much agree that that is likely not Do you guys it. enjoy gizzards at all? The gizzards no, and sauce? I don't. No, I really? don't want, I don't want the gizzards guts. and sauce? No, I want real Chris, meat. Chris, Italians. You don't like gizzards and sauce? No. I don't like it. Okay, well, us poor Italians do. Apparently, the rich ones can't fucking eat it. But oh, whatever. I don't want to eat anything's colon. I don't want any well, no, part of filth. You don't want to eat a colon for the like, I, I don't like I don't like liver. I don't no, like. No, it's just like fucking no. like, 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 like turkey gizzards. All right, let's and sauce. just agree to disagree. Okay, so we're I, gonna it say is that not, it is not tiny entrepreneurs. Yeah. As I'm, gonna, delicious, I'm gonna put the fucking blimp stamp on this. That is bogus. As delicious, <laughs> the blimp stamp. As delicious as organ meat might be, it's not. This isn't. It is. It just doesn't make sense. No, it's just not. Sounds ambitious. But what it corresponds to, staggeringly, are the cattle mutilations that so enthralled well, the United States right. in the 1970s that's, yeah, that's yeah, and so was, many other yeah, cultures. But, mm. And they cheap. took similar parts of yeah. said bodies: hunks of the lips, the eyes, the ears. So, but unfortunately, they took. They had these organs. samples, and there was no uh, no follow no follow up on yeah. what the sam- what. Well, they sent it to a vet. The vet did the autopsy. It was determined that it was no fault or act of God or whatever, that somebody did it, but that they couldn't put pin it on anyone specific. Therefore, right. the Flores family was born. Oh, 69. It was a government-sanctioned veterinarian, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what a terrible day is like a veterinarian where they're like... Okay, Donald. Well, t- today we have to do autopsies on sixty-three. I mean, sheeps, they, they tell you like, they oh, tell you fuck. what what you need to say if something comes up weird. Yeah, they do you know, like, if you find this, <laughs> make sure you tell here's, people this. Here's a twist on the story that bears mentioning. Oh, and that is once the autopsies were performed right. and the fault was clearly not established, but though it was man-made, but you know, no culprit, they then sold to open food markets these carcasses. Oh. I don't know if the government kept the money or if they were at least kind enough to throw a few bucks towards I mean, the Floreses. Like, I don't know. But that's kind of weird that oh, human beings consumed way to way not leftovers. I mean, it's good to not waste the sheep, but at the same time, considering the backstory of said eviscerated sheep. There could be sheep. radiation. There yeah. could be all sorts of ill shit. Uh, what was this fucking tent? What was this? Sc- yeah. You know, you know what yeah, the tent what, looked well, like where did in the my mind? Go? Like, you know when you stretch fat, yeah, like actually, a stomach lining? I mean... <laughs> Well, no, the pole... That's what it looked like. Yeah, oh, the l- pole l- retracted into the radio-like device. Okay. So oh, that was at the base he, of it. He cranked yep. the wheel. Okay. Yeah. And, and then, then brought it all back um, and then back down. 
Shit. That's kind of manual tech, too. Yeah, He's well, cranking that's it. That's what I mean. Like, I mean, why, do you why remember do that? We, we never get any UFO reports of UFOs having propellers. No. Ever. That's no. like the basic. Pro- I know. The, I mean, the, not, not the problem with it, but it's weird that the way she describes it is it's really hokey. It's I mean, it super, really is. It's got super hokey, yeah. It's, got, it's a square. It's open face. It's got a propeller on its fucking it's, head. I'm dude, like, it's Jack what Kirby come are you to talking life? about? Yeah. yeah. But what helps? He's traveling in a fucking trouble bubble. If this were a 12-year-old kid mm. from Poughkeepsie, I'd be like, right. he's clearly a fan of comic books, as I would be. And he's maybe just describing some shit he saw. But the <laughs> fact that it has all this pop cultural uh, uh, ephemera associated with it actually lends to the credibility rather than the... <clears throat> Basic weirdness, yeah. as Chris was saying, be, because yeah. of the source. Right. She had no experience with this stuff. Yeah, so what comes like, to us is like cheesy pop culture '60s right. wah, which is part of what I love about that era. But she, to sure. her, is just some legitimate shit that ruined her fucking yeah. family. And she apparently has no point of reference for any of that. Well, still, of, she, well, no. Yeah. Well, she claims that. Who knows? Maybe she claimed. Maybe she saw a magazine and read something. I'm just saying, it's possible. There's a possibility. I don't think she's lying. But I think it's a no. matter of public record that 63 of her 64 sheep were slaughtered. No, no. I weird think, right. That's what I'm, I'm not so saying. It's fake. Think, I'm not saying she's lying about it. I don't think it, she would have but. tried to cover up a legitimate poaching scenario <clears throat> when she could have said, you know, Eduardo did this from down the street right. and I want him to pay me Eduardo. so we can survive or fill in the in name. Bolivia. Sure? I'm just doing my best here. <laughs> no, I just, she would have done name. that it's rather good, yeah. than come up with something Edward. weird that she might have seen in a magazine in her trip to the city or whatever. Know, maybe, maybe it she doesn't, has, doesn't make any sense that she would lie about. She has that. a warrior princess fantasy. And she yeah, wants to be the she hero. Does. Yeah, I mean, no, Mark has I a warrior princess fantasy. Let's not settle Valentina. I'm with thinking this. of it right now. I'm just like, oh, Lucy Lawless. God damn it. Yeah, she doesn't have the chakra. Chakram. Oh, I wonder if she wore one of those sweet hats. She like did. the indigenous people often wear. She had those cool like, girl like gladiator boots on. You're picturing her doing like flips and shit. I'm picturing yeah. Xena warrior princess, but in Bolivia, fucking killing an alien yeah. with a kid on her back. But nah, it is pretty wicked that <laughs> she nah. whacks him right on the face. Yeah, it's like I don't know what you're saying, but you effed up, son. And she, I'm here she to take gives, vengeance. Dude, this is dude, you know what this is street justice. Oh, fucking street justice. Mount, Mount, mountain justice. <laughs> mountain justice. Tundra. I don't even know if it's a tundra. Tundra, I think tundra it's a, justice. I think it's called Alta Plato. Those flat oh, Plato justice. So it's Alta Plato justice. Yeah. Jeez. So uh, this is a lot. Again, it's, it's it, not easily though. It's not conveniently lumped in with extraterrestrials no, as no, it so often is, it's in my not. opinion. So it really. Op- well, here's the other thing too. Now let's bear in mind this. I didn't do a ton of research on this, so it's actually just popping in my head now. But uh, reports of visitors that brought knowledge to ancient peoples in South America very often describe people with red beards, pale skin. A lot of a lot of modern day anthropologists and 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 archaeologists think that they might have had contact way before they were supposed to with right. Europeans based on that description. Maybe. Um and and one of our one of our listeners can surely google will- this and help us out. But the point is this, what if there were in one of these lost cities I don't know if it's Wakanda-esque in that it's like super tech and, and covered up by camouflage, right. but these 
people that have a very European look. Obviously, ancient astronaut theorists believe they're extraterrestrials. Right. Other people believe, again, they're Europeans. But that these peoples settled in, 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 in South America, brought all sorts of knowledge, would be way ahead of the technological curve of not just the people that lived in Bolivia at the time, but even people in the United States or Russia or anything else that had cutting-edge tech at the time in 1967. Isn't there stories... Maybe there's something to that. Th- but there is stories of like Native mm. Americans fighting like red giants. Yes. Right? But so this would be like the reverse. Yeah, they're tiny. They're tiny, or maybe they're kids. I mean, chubby, small people yeah. are generally termed children. Now the mustache is the dead giveaway, so maybe yeah, that's not so. No, well, no. I mean the propeller hat's gonna fucking. Well, yeah, all right, maybe well, maybe in this culture I, when you're when you're sh- a strapping buck, oh, you're yeah, a warrior. You're right. But if you're, you know, just tiny and don't make that cut, you, you're, you're forced to go into the sciences. Okay. Who knows? This maybe, is the science. Maybe, this Jesus is, Christ, this is the science division of the the red giant. Maybe they're like Sparta. <laughs> Could be. You yeah. fight, fight, uh, fight. But if you can't fight, you build uh, the technology with which others fight. Man, then you t- the kid that does it don't measure up. You toss him yeah. off that weird cliff with all the kid the corpses. Mustache, yeah. Oh, gross. That's grody. Grubby. To the max. So, but there, but we do have to acknowledge all our bullshit aside. We have to acknowledge that there is a tradition yeah, of red-haired totally. Caucasians living somewhere in the jungles of South America, right. and the fact that these are pale-skinned, blonde, blue-eyed, red-mustachioed, tiny Caucasians is worth mentioning. It doesn't mean that I know their origin. Are they? Are they really the lost Irish Dude, posse? Miniature or, man uh, from there you fucking go. I don't know. Phobos. I don't know. From Phobos? Oh, it could be. Phobos, Phobos, whatever it is. Is this Doom? Good sir, we're going into Doom territory? Yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot. There's a lot of questions. There's There's a lot of things. Yeah, but it seems like Earth tech. It just slightly more advanced from what she's describing. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's crazy stuff. It's propellers ahoy. Can we all, like, can we, there's there's a lot of actually propellers in this, which just seems like it it just seems like unnecessary technology. And in some of the misreports, accounts it flies off of its own accord I guess ostensibly with the head propeller but that's never used for that purpose maybe it just further helps hold them aloft in their how super do chairs propellers even, how do they even work I don't it, know I mean I just know work. beanies like, that's what I picture I know that's, I if know, you have I a know. helmet on with a propeller and that thing takes off your body weight is just dangling and this thing is just it's gonna it's gonna fucking decapitate you you would think but we don't know their tech. We don't. I mean, actually, didn't Inspector Gadget have one of those things? Right? I think so. I think you did. But he had the handlebars. Oh, no, it was a backpack that turned into No, no, no. It came out of his head. Oh, did out it? Out of his head. Oh, and then he had the handlebars. Yeah, he was a cyborg. He was like, ah, panic. Yeah, it didn't matter because the cyborg's old nine. And he's also a cartoon, not real. Ass. So, okay. well, Or is he? Can we talk about another piece of the tech that has me absolutely enthralled the evisceration that no well yes oh, that shit. we'll get to oh, that in a second okay. it's the, the tent it's this weird webbing like i say that reminds me of like stomach lining like something right. organic almost that comes out of this machine why would he what's the point at all he's disemboweling these sheep he's filling the no, organs he right. wants well, into a bag right. she goes right through it right well no she throws a rock apparently it either rips through it and hits at him or um, whatever and then he retracts right. it well it doesn't it doesn't seem to stop anything I guess yeah, is what and, I'm saying and, and it doesn't seem so it's not covering it? the entrance of the uh, right um, the corral so what purpose is it serving? Yeah, it does, what's it the doesn't, point of it? It doesn't seem to be camouflage. It no. doesn't seem to be hazmat. No, protective. Well, no, but Clearly. what, no, but what if it rain? is some sort of like... But it's a dry area. Is some sort of like portable uh, clean room. But it doesn't look... You it can throw seem a rock like through it, apparently. And, 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 and nothing seemed to be blocking the entranceway. Yeah. I, I just don't know. Yeah, right. It, it doesn't seem really like purpose. a really complicated umbrella. 
But again, it's an arid region. Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't fucking know. weird. Yeah, it, it's it's a, it is weird. Now, another, I think there's another report I read too, and I'm going to add it in here just to fully color the piece is that it wasn't like magically attached to the rock wall, but little tiny pieces of wood had been chopped down from the local region and used to kind of spike the tents as if he put it up right. and methodically went around the thing oh, yeah. with branches Weird. hammering it in, Weird. which is absolutely the opposite of like super tech. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, just just having to like use a wheel to like roll this thing up is kind of funny. It is funny. Like, because why would you like, of all things, to use like some sort of like wheel to just spin this thing down and then yeah. it brings up all the stuff? That's the bare bone shit if that you have, keeps right. it from yeah. being hyper tech. If you have the yeah, if you have the tech, you'd think you wouldn't need to go over and manually crank a fucking wheel to or or wedge it in with stakes, sucking the tripe tent. <laughs> yeah, tripe tent, perfect. <laughs> And then the it, pole to retract, it almost, impossibly. It, 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 I mean, it's obviously Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it almost kind of sounds like fucking like Asgardian tech. Like, uh, well, a little bit. I don't know of, about that. Yeah, but it does smack uh, of not, not obviously another. It's a movie. It, 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 it doesn't earthbound count, culture that might be, and I guess this goes to Marvel because it's more Wakanda-like. That is more advanced technologically than what else is going on on Earth having their own scientific and or culinary agenda and going out and doing some shit and then flying off to their secretive place yeah. wherever. Yeah, totally. But it's fucking bizarre. I mean, again, if it's a yeah, like it you is. said if it's some if it's some some secretive civilization and these two guys open the restaurant Mini Mangalos and they have a lunch special they oh my fill, God. All right. There you go. Clones part of the Nazi war machine's effort to bring Hitler back. Ooh. Of course, Mengele would be on the cutting edge of that. He was one of the top scientists of the he SS, was, doing he? heinous experiments on twins and other horrible shit. But, what? but they would have brought him in, and the first thing he would have done is experiment on himself. So he escaped and was living on the lamb underground throughout Argentina and other South American countries. He did horrible, horrible shit. But a lot of people suggest, I'm not saying I believe it, that Hitler also escaped via U-boat to South America right. and, and there was a huge I mean there's that new movie coming out about the um, oh yeah the capture the, of Ben Kingsley I forget who it is <laughs> capture oh the Mandarin of, yes. the capture no, the, of Ben yeah. Poe Dameron, po Dameron captures, captures Ben, ben Kingsley, Kingsley. <laughs> he captures the Mandarin based on captures Gandhi based on real life oh. shit it looks cool actually and it, it, looks it really was good. full of Nazi sympathizers and, right. and, and Argentina particularly but, but also throughout right, so South America Mangala, so my point is this Mangala is brought in to clone the now dying Hitler, it's 1968. Okay. He's already, you know, right. he was he's pretty old at this point. Does he have a dump cat? He has a dump cat. Okay, good. That's how they. Good. That's what they the ground. Making sure. And and in part of the experimentation he's doing to make sure there's a fourth Reich, heinous though it may be, he clones himself. But through some sort of mistake, they end up tiny Mengele's. Little miniature mangalas that he sends out on little errands. Maybe because he likes the taste of fucking sheep liver. Maybe because he needs parts for his experiment. So they have the super tech. It's totally something that would have been written in 60s Marvel comics about a super burgeoning Fourth Reich hyper tech looking to fucking Man. reclone Hitler to <sighs> create another massive tragedy for the planet. And Mangala made too many mangalas. And he was known for his substantial mustache, which he used to cover his hair lip so he couldn't be identified by people that would come and snake him out and give yeah. him the justice okay. he deserved. All right, all right. 
I'm just All saying, right. I think we might have discovered a hell of a conspiracy. I mean, so he, like... Sounds good. See you next week. Yep, that's it. <laughs> kind of like, like what Brando did in uh, The Island of Dr. Monroe with his little friend Kevin, right? He has little, right first has off, it's The Island friend. of Dr. Moreau, oh, sorry, Moreau, not Monroe. We're sorry, Monroe. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> this is more like the boys from Brazil okay. with um, yeah. okay. uh, Gregory Peck playing Josef Mengele, who was in the process of cloning multiple Hitlers. So it's more very specifically like that. Okay. All right. Um, cinematically speaking, yeah, I love this. Re- I want, reality speaking? I want to see this theatrical presentation on, on the stage. Why are we not writing this? Maybe we should be. Well, it would I, I be, think we it would be tough to stretch this into a full-length feature. Yeah. Well, maybe like a 45 minute. You'd have to have a lot of drama pre-event. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of clone drama. No one wants to see yeah. that. And I really want to spend that much time writing about Nazis. No, nobody It just doesn't no give really me any does. joy. Um, no, some people no, do, because. So maybe we can say um, some okay, actually terrestrial wise. I mean, yeah, there's nothing saying this can't be aliens. No, I mean clearly. they could be low tech aliens um, with their sweet blunderbusses yeah. traveling around the and their manual wheels. And their, yeah, yeah their manual, which is so Jesus. weird for alien tech. Yeah, that's um, like how you used to start a radio in World War II. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we, we, we can go Christ, to John Keel and Jacques Vallée. We can go to the Goblin World and say that these are like some sort of possible dwarven and or fairy. Possibly, I just, yeah. I just like, I'm not feeling that. I mean, either. But I mean, maybe if well, they it's hard to have... substantiate the idea of little folk. I mean, the idea of fairies is always. I wrote an entire article for a, a magazine in Australia talking about why that doesn't get the same legitimacy as cryptozoological studies. Right. And I technically just erred on the side that so much of it is fascinating and corresponds with modern UFO sightings, but it, it is so steeped in the legend and lore of cultures that had no well, scientific basis for anything. Right. That it's sure. Not, I'm not, it's not illegitimate, right. but it is <clears throat> not as legitimate because of that. And so for that reason, and I think I'm speaking for all of us, we have a harder time wrapping our heads around it. But if there is a culture of humanoid-like creatures that coexist with us on Earth and have somehow managed to be camouflaged that because they they just simply have what seemed like magic to our ancestors, but it's just technological advancement. Thor told us that. Yeah. Jesus. Then it is still a possibility. No, it is. I'm not it saying is. it's my number one, but no. it, it has to at no. least make the list in no. terms of potentialities. And there are some people, I'm not saying that I necessarily... Mm. Pers- you know, prescribed to this that possible fairy folk, uh, you know, could play the like interdimensional stuff. But I'm not necessarily on that because I don't know enough about fairy stuff. Well, if you I could, guess if I don't understand could, it. Well, even I mean, even experts don't. Know. <laughs> it's just I, I, I we need a fairy. We need a fairy I mean, expert. Is there one a listener well, bring I, a call out? If you're a fairy expert, hit us up on the socials. I don't know and let what know. that means per se, but I've, I maybe there's got to be people that, <laughs> like, that can that, that have. Well, there's just the stories. There's yeah. not like there's not like right a thing. There's not there's not a definitive right, right. Uh, study yeah. of it. You know what I mean? There's just the stories. I think that's why it's so often associated with extraterrestrials because the, the multiply aforementioned Jacques Vallée made a really good case in Passport to Magonia and, and other works that the descriptions of fairy folk from times of yore correspond directly to descriptions of extraterrestrials in the okay. 20th and 21st centuries, s- making the leap of assumption that what people just assumed were fairies because they had no idea of life beyond the surly bonds of Earth. They just right. didn't have any way so of So they just assumed that, that they were fairies. That, that, in fact, they might well have been. I'm not saying that was Valley's personal theory, but... Right. But a lot of people extrapolated from it that 
they're really extraterrestrials. And these were encounters with extraterrestrials. And that might very well be why, even though this kind of harkens to that kind of old school, weird, destructive tendencies of fairies, that so many people instantly assume that it's extraterrestrial. Right. Okay. And and maybe it is. So maybe fairy and extraterrestrial are one and the same. It could be. Okay. All right. I'm down. Or like I say, it could be a civilization hidden somewhere in the jungles. Unknown to man. But why why would they just slaughter all of her sheep? That's so brutal and callous. Well, I mean, they they were taking, they had a bag of guts, so they had a purpose because they were harvesting. Yeah, but all the guts and all the blood. If you're that tech, you should just, we as humans just need a a small sample of something. Oh, yeah, to know. To give you shitloads of information. Like three sheep would all. You don't need a a ton of guts. Yeah, ton of guts. Well, I mean, it sounds like maybe they were using it for some sort of resource if they were taking that much material from all those sheep. Maybe. What else would you? I mean, it's not. Right. But, you know. But apparently, I mean, like, it's like us returning cans. Apparently, right. So I, is it a one I and done? I don't understand though? that. At like, don't worry about it. Just there, there doesn't seem to be uh, th- this many at one time done. So did they just do this one time? I mean, somebody would know if they had a herd. Yeah, I don't know if there's in '64. You know if, what I mean? Like that was, many yeah. being slaughtered you would, at the same time. You would hear right. about it. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. If this was a common occurrence, and you would totally know about it. So like, oh no, fucked up. These people got cudgels and shit. And like I say, they didn't take. Oh, maybe this was. The, they the, didn't take ten sheep from six different ranches. Right. That's right. Right. They yeah. took sixty-three from, from one. one. Yeah. yeah. Effectively yeah. Right. destroying the livelihood yeah. of the Flores family. Right. Now they obviously weren't concerned about that. They weren't concerned That's about what I mean. any of this. You think if they were wanting to not be found. They would pick well, yeah. as, well as sample she, from a bunch of different. Right. As she was attacking this being, it was trying to talk to her, like screaming and shit. And it right? didn't have a sweet body shield, like from Dune. Boom! Oh, I did it. The yeah, slow blade the penetrates slow the shield. Blade. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Dune reference number three for the month. <laughs> they they Two didn't edge. have any. He he. Basically, a lot of times the weapon he was said to have had was described as boomerang like because the original account talked about how it kept returning to him. Right, but. Valentina specifically addressed that as a retractable chain, like sort of yeah, like something connected a sweet to morning it. star, yeah. but that it kept yeah. coming back yeah. to the guy. So he couldn't prevent his face from being whacked, his arm from being broken. He had to scoop that shit up in his left arm. He didn't teleport yeah. or fly with That's his super yeah. beanie no, to the yeah. helicopter no, I mean, chair. If he's he had using, to run to it. You know, if he's using wheel technology to, to get his tent back in, I don't apparently they aren't they are, they are advanced, but not that advanced. This event that took place in nineteen sixty seven seemed to use 1973 technology. <laughs> it did. Not yeah. 2073. Yeah, yeah, well, no, like well that's what I mean. There's yeah, no, really. not even. Like, yeah, fuck, not yeah. Even, yeah. A handful. Shit. Half a decade ahead at max. Yeah. There's yeah. no easier way to get the guts out. Like, they didn't have any kind of little scope or, like, little laser thing. No, or, he was doing all No, it hand. was a big it was a big thing with a fucking, like, a little sickle. Yeah. yeah. A little yeah. sickle and chain. He was doing it old school. And he's got he a bag taking of organs. Old school. Yeah. yeah. A hundred pounds of organs. How did he get the sheep to stick around that long. He kneeled on him, apparently. Shit. I mean, sheep are sheep. There's a yeah, reason why fucking they're called sheep. Yeah, it's true. That's they true. They just fucking hang out and watch the bros get massacred um, and not do much about it. Yeah, this There's is, no sheep uprising. This might yeah, be no. one of the weirdest ones you've ever done, honestly. It's fucking I'm kind strange. of at a loss for like, what the fuck this yeah, thing is? Yeah, I don't, I don't even fucking know, Because it man. doesn't, can, it would be so easy if it was just slightly more technical. No, this like, is... Oh yeah, E.T. coming yeah, down. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, no, no. Like they no. Do. But no, this it's is not. just like... 
Bill from down the street, not that tall, real pasty. Wearing a comes down. Or yeah, with, with the propeller He's on top. He's got a chair that looked like it flew yeah. away yeah. in the chair. It's like 18 Weird. years out of fashion or however many years yeah. from when the beanie fed was all the rage in the United uh, States yeah. anyway. And and just doing their shit and, and chopped her in a way. Is right. chopped in a verb? Well, it is now. It so is. So how do we close this out? We don't. It could be... A lot of things. Oh, it's okay, but for days. We, we, I don't think she's lying. No, okay, so we've nope. taken hoax and or I don't, lying off the table. Right. I don't okay. think it was a government uh, exercise. Like a lot of people say the animal mutilations in the United States are black helicopters in the United States government trying to see how radiation from uh, atomic bomb tests were affecting the populace, but doing so through cattle and other animals. It's a terrible way to test that. Well, maybe, but it's still a way to do it in a kind of secretive way, and then they put weird lights on the helicopters to make people think it was UFOs, and so they'd be able to kind of assess the damage they were doing to their own citizens without having to address or make amends for it to said people that's one theory okay all right. that doesn't yeah, make no. sense in this context at no, all no in no. this context no i don't think no. there was any atomic tests in the fucking no. foothills of no I mean, you would have heard it would have been somewhere documented Not in 68 no as somewhere it would have yeah. been documented it was just us in right, russia so, at that point maybe china all right so robert what are you uh, what are you leaning towards here i'm really intrigued by the fact that there are so many legends in in involving just non-indigenous Caucasians that brought technology to s these different cultures. I don't think like the ancient alien theorists that they're necessarily extraterrestrial. I mean, Kantiki and Thor Heyerdahl and other people have proven that people could navigate the oceans long before we right. give them credit for it. In fact, there's a lot of people that say genetic finds in South America indicate that people, it, it wasn't just the group that crossed the Bering Strait during right. those early days, that other people came much earlier, probably on boats. So, Maybe it's just a technologically advanced culture that is extremely isolated. To this day, there are granted few and far between uh, pockets of indigenous peoples that have not had contact with the world at large. Okay. Maybe this one group is intentionally staying uninvolved with people, and this is a case of two really sloppy scientists or whatever the fuck they were restaurateurs possibly going out into the oh, fields and were clearly surprised when they got seen they just thought it was just a random flock hanging out in the middle of nowhere they didn't know someone was off just fetching their llama 45 minutes away and they got busted and and while i'm not 100 percent sure this is what it is i at least find that more plausible and intriguing than any of the other theories i've come across all right i'm going to say uh fairy folk from the hollow earth mm. there you go oh, the hollow earth i take it back he's right i'm not even gonna yep. i'm not even gonna give an explanation of why i think that i'm just gonna say yeah, it sounds about right sure sounds good why not all right Chris it does well, to, for me, it's there's there, there's no the evidence doesn't lead. Uh, there's just as much evidence for one as the other. There's just not. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. So, it could, for so, me, it could easily be as extraterrestrial as it could as some hidden. Although Rob and I are staying terrestrial, I'm saying fairy folk, hollow earth. I'm combining two things, and then Rob yeah, is saying technically uh, you're interterrestrial. Ooh, I am. That's right. Well, yeah. you don't even know if the orchids yeah. of those are terrestrial. Maybe they're not. They might not be. That's what I'm so. Or they could be. Oh, extraterrestrials of the inner earth. It's hard to say extraterrestrials. Yeah. Just the odds of really so, that. When uh, you, and uh, here's the thing: if you've <laughs> captured not not even just interstellar travel, if you've captured intersolar system travel, you don't have hand crank mechanisms. You don't no. use sticks to fucking seemingly no do the things. You, you're probably beyond helichairs. Right. I think. But I feel like that. Right. But that 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 smacks of the tech of of the time too. 
like, true, simple, like I said, not a decade or so later. Like, I mean, what's not saying about not the tech of the time that the, Valentina Flores would likely have been exposed to? Likely, likely, I don't say definitely, right. but okay. likely, right? So, yeah, right. And that, that's really the only thing. If they had, to, if there was some outlandish fucking tech, maybe it's just whack. Here's, I don't know. It does that seem I, kind of like it's per the time. I didn't, I didn't really uh, make sort this of. clear enough, so I'll say, I'll say it now. When uh, JJ Benitez talked to her, she had spoken to one newspaper reporter who came down because of the government's interest in the case. Right. And and so she had not talked about it or been contacted by anyone in the yeah. ensuing 34 years or whatever between 1967 and 2001. Right. When she talked, at least according to Benitez, to Benitez, at the, she ha, it's not like she had become like kind of a pseudo celebrity. It's not like she became no. She moved far away from the region. Mm-hmm. She was shocked that someone had bothered to track her down by some about some weird incident that happened to her so many years ago. Yeah. She's fifty nine at this point. She was twenty four when it happened. She told her uh, Quechua translator because he was he's a Spanish speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she still didn't speak Spanish. She was still illiterate, and she still, as I mentioned, did not know. What a UFO was or an sure. extraterrestrial. Right, she has so no point of reference. For her, for it was it. just some asshole who fucking shot off into the sky with a pile <laughs> of guts that ruined her family's business and made them leave their home. Right. And and start having to mine for a while and then move many miles down south to start a whole new life. Right. It was just an asshole that fucked her shit up. And so to me, that's an interesting perspective. Not somebody like so many other people. Like, listen, if you have a weird sighting and you become kind of a mini celebrity from it, you you can't be faulted for that. That's right. fine. Yeah. But this was not the case with her. She yeah. didn't become exp- exposed to a lot of the sure, stuff and then have sure. a chance to formulate advanced theories. Right. To her, she was shocked all these years later that somebody else even wanted to talk to her about it. It was yeah. just a bad part of her, a bad memory. Yeah, it happened and that's it. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Weird. It's a classic, Weird. and I'm glad to, at least to the best of our ability, set the record straight. Yeah. Because there's a lot of accounts out there that probably, through no fault of their own, represent it as this really great sci-fi moment. And it is, but but there's little details. The red mustache, perhaps being my favorite. Yeah, that's yeah, fucked that up. Need uh, to the be abundant mustache. Laid out there. Yeah, this is on the rare occasion that we can't put this into a box. Oh, not at all. I mean, we can obviously... We often I can, don't really know, but yeah, this one, but this is one we, just... No, this one we actually have no clue. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. When, when I say fairies from the hollow earth, you know that that's I That's your am, way of admitting. That there is no... I have zero fucking idea what this thing could even possibly be. Yeah. Although fairies from the hollow earth do sound kind of cool. It's fun. I got zero evidence, but... I think we've all learned that you don't need evidence. You just say it, and people are like, yeah, totally. <laughs> all we, you need agree is, with you. you know, chutzpah Gusto. and belief. Moxie, Moxie. and... Uh, <laughs> what was the other one? There's Moxie and, and was it Pluck? Dignity and Courage. I've got Pluck. Yeah, you do. Puck. Pluck. Pluck, Jesus Christ. No, Puck you, was no, on the real do. world, right? Pluck. Yeah, no, no okay. Puck yeah. was also the, the little person from Alpha Flight. Oh! Alpha Flight reference number 43 for the pod. Oh, my God. What is wrong with us between Dune and Alpha Flight? No, Dune, Alpha Flight, and Grim Reaper we talk about fucking constantly because it's where we live. It's bizarre. (laughs) We live live in in a realm of Grim Reaper, Alpha Flight, and fucking But we really don't. I can't even remember the last time I watched Dune. Yeah, no, same here. I know. Same (sighs) here. All righty. Thank you for joining us for this interestingly complicated episode of the Kryptonaut mm. Podcast. Be sure to rate and review this episode on the iTunes and Apple Podcast apps. It helps us out greatly. We are on the social medias, the Twitters. Yes, the we are. Twitch, uh, Totes. The Facebooks. Uh-huh. 
hit us up there, like, comment. Uh, you know what, too? It would help uh, if you're if you like this podcast. Um, tell other people about it. Word of mouth is really big for us. Absolutely. So people, we get emails from people like, oh, hey, my friend listens to this in the office. We actually had two emails like that just this week, where people like, oh, this you know person in the office listens to it. They told me to check this show out. I like it a lot. So keep doing that. And also too, you can contact us. Anytime. On a pretty regular basis. I actually have time set aside in my schedule to speak with listeners of the show. You so. do. I know it's one of your favorite yeah, times. Yeah, I know. Really, yeah, no, seriously. I'm like, all right, I got two hours to answer emails today. And Chris so. and I belong to the Book of Many Faces. Yeah, you, you Chris, are on the Book of Many Faces. So I'm on the Book of we Many are. Faces. Yeah. If you want to contact Chris and Rob, hit them up on the Book of Many Faces. Hit me up on the Instagrams and or the Twitters. That's where I mostly hang out. We and are accessible. We are. I know. I we should are. probably actually say my name sometime because I, I haven't in a while. I don't That's think. true. Yeah, yeah. You should. Well, you are Chris Carnicelli. The I enigmatic am. Chris Carnicelli. You are Rob Morphy. I sure am. Keep your ears peeled. I'm going to be on a couple of radio shows coming up, but I'll give you guys heads up as to what they will be and where you can hear them in the near future. And if you happen to be a sheep-slaying ginger from the nethers, the bowels of South America, be cool and don't ruin any more fucking families. Spread those fucking guttings out amongst like seven or eight yeah. families take two. so that they all can take yeah. a little hit, but that they're not fucking destroyed by this. All right? Totally. Be a mensch. We're talking to you. Ha! Get it together. Mini Mangala. <laughs>